Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Cookie Cast. Today on Cookie Cast, it's the darkest timeline, and it is a bumper edition. This was recorded on New Year's Day, um, so a little while ago, and there is a lot of talk of Christmas, but for reasons. Stay tuned to find out what those reasons are. Um, let's see, what have we got? Buying films digitally. Um, the stresses and strains of Christmas, as I said. Um, eat more, work out easier. Um, a climbing expedition, not an expedition at all, uh, but climbing with my middle daughter. We've got TV and a lot of TV. We've got movies, a lot of movies, and a lot of computer games. So if you're here for the entertainment stuff, this week is definitely for you. Before we get started, please do consider like, share, subscribe, and comment. Leave a review where you can leave a review. Yeah, share the podcast around. That's the big one. Share the podcast around. Right, let's get started on this bumper edition of the Darkest Timeline podcast. So here we go. This is CookieCast, the Darkest Timeline. Hi, how are you doing? Are you well? I've currently got that thing going on. I don't know if you'll understand what I mean when I say it, but I can try and explain. Um, well, you get, like, cold into the bone, and then you just can't seem to shake it. I got cold earlier, and now, like, my hands are freezing, and I just feel like... I feel like I need wrapping up in a blanket and then putting, like, in bed and wrapping up in bed. I've got the... Oh, I need to turn the thing off. I need to turn the button off. The turbo boost. I need to turn the turbo boost off the radiator. Um, yeah, I'm trying to warm up next to the radiator. It's making noises. How's everyone doing? Um, this is going to be one of those, and I'm very much aware that some things that I do around the podcast might seem strange. <clears throat> I still follow rules from when I first started podcasting five or six years ago, seven years ago, six years ago, some years ago. Um... I still follow those rules now, and I still see why those rules are a thing. However, at times like this, this exact moment, the rules kind of get a little sketchy because they kind of don't apply. What I mean is you will receive this podcast something like third, fourth week of January. And I'm about to talk about Christmas. Can't help it. Can't do anything about it. This is, that is not, not true in the slightest. There is a lot of stuff I could do about it. But there's a multitude of reasons why not. 
Getting that all out of the way, let's talk about Christmas. Um, it is today, 01-01-2024. That's right, it is New Year's Day today, and it feels like a million years since I last did a podcast, when in actual fact, it's eight days ago, I think. Um and that can just be one of those things that is very simply something you do a lot of. Don't do it for a small amount of time. Just get out of the habit. So, with that being said, let's move on. Um, some things I did over Christmas I was very proactive with. Um, I wanted to get all my children a movie. And I wanted to get them all um, at least a movie, if not a couple of movies. They've all got access to Kindles and tablets and TVs and all that sort of stuff. So I could have bought a load of Blu-rays. And that meant that they could literally watch it in two rooms in the house. I know, first world problems, right? Or I can buy these items digitally and they can watch them wherever they want. So, I did the smart thing and I bought them all digitally. Um, So, I think in total, we're only talking about the girls. Because my son doesn't really really care. He's watched watched The Gruffalo's Child about eight times a day. Every day for about a week, at least, at least a week. And if you try and put something else on, oh, he has absolutely no interest. So, uh, so yeah, a lot of Gruffalo's child going on. Um, So, I'm just talking about the girls. Um, I think in total there was eight items. One of them was an animated TV show. One of them was a movie to share. However, I realised that having bought it, the only person who was eligible to watch it was my eldest. Um, So I told my middle daughter I would vet it for her to see if she was able to watch it. Um, And decided, in actual fact, yes. However, we might have to skip a a small section. Um, That has not happened at this point in time. Anyway. So... Two films each, uh, a TV show and a movie. Because they're digital, you don't have to wait for them to turn up. You can buy them whenever you want. So I bought them all well in advance of Christmas. Uh, two days before Christmas, Lan sent me a message. How much did you pay for this film? I was like, ah, oh, it was like, I don't know, £13 or something. She was like, alright, okay, you can get it for seven. I'm like, what? She's like, how much did you pay for this? I was like, oh, that was that one was more expensive. I think I paid £15 for that one. Yeah, you can get it for seven. I'm like, what are you on about? Is this on Blu-ray or what? She's like, no, digitally. I was like, where from? She's like, the place that you bought them from. I'm like, What? She's like, the place you bought them from are now doing 
all the films you have bought for Christmas half the price you paid for them. I was like, wow, that's amazing. So, I mean, you know, children a bucket full about all of that sort of stuff. Lion says to me, refund them. Refund all the items. And then just rebuy them. I said, I can't refund and rebuy them two days before Christmas. Because this isn't the first problem we've had with these items. I also bought a lot of stuff for myself. Long, long story. It, it, that's, it sounds different to how it's actually meant. But the long story short version is I bought a load of films for myself digitally. One of them, um, whilst we were on Disney one night, it's like, oh, come in in January, that film you bought. I'm like, what? Like, yeah, it's coming to Disney in January. It's like, I've paid money for that. So it's like, well, we'll see if you can refund it. You haven't watched it, so see if you can refund it. And that's what I did. The problem was that it took two days for the refund to process. Then the item still appeared as if I owned it, so I had to wait for that to clear, which was another day. And then it took many, many days to get the money back. However, the money wasn't an issue, he says. It was the fact that in two days' time it was going to be Christmas, and the last thing I wanted was for one of my children to turn and say, can we watch this now? For me to then go, ah, I can't actually watch that one right now. Oh, okay, that's fine. Can we watch this one instead? Oh, can't actually watched that one either just right now oh, okay which one can we watch none of them so being the person that i am i went i've paid that money out now and i just have to accept the loss on the majority of those things and just take the hit and that was the end of that I was uh, yeah well impressed I'm going to try and turn the radiator off um, probably little point in me asking you if you had a good Christmas as for you as covered previously it was uh, weeks ago and very little point me wishing you a happy new year for the same reason but you know it's new year's day for me happy new year um we will get on to those things shortly i'm going to move not house no i'm just going to move my body uh things are getting twisted uh and that way i can also get some of the heat from the radiator and have a drink it's a multi-purpose move uh, which one are we drinking? 
We're drinking this, which is juice. Mm. Mm. Delicious. I have a question. Obviously, mostly rhetorical. Stood in the um, I'm stood in the toilet. Downstairs toilet. Christmas morning. And I uh, a thought comes to me. Can't possibly say why it would be, but a thought came to me, and the thought was this. Who would upset their child on Christmas Day? For whatever reason, I'm sure there are reasons to do that. I can't think of any, but, you know. Um, Who would do that? Now, I talk... From experience on this one, it's it's it was a it was a thing that was that popped up for me where I was like, I think I mentioned this, um, what will be on the on the last podcast, um, I had a series of people through my life who went out of their way to upset on Christmas Day, um, and apparently that is still a thing, um. And I'm just like, why would that be a thing? Why would why would a a person, a parent of a child, whether that child is grown, a grown child, or a you know a a young child, why would that parent, a person who is supposed to care about that child, their well being, their thoughts, their feelings, their emotions, why would a fully grown human adult, a parent, go out of their way to upset their child on Christmas Day, which is supposedly the happiest day of the year? Is that not the most baffling of concepts? Um, so, Christmas came when, I, you know, I have to keep apologising, I don't know how, I don't know how else to do it, um, I have to keep apologising, uh, Christmas came and went, it was incredibly stressful, um, so, that was fun, um, I had the joys of the fact that I do the cooking Christmas Day. Do the cooking. Um, not going to lie, I kind of enjoy it. I kind of like it. Uh, and then at the end of it, you've got this amazing meal to eat. And everyone's like, this meal's great. And you're like, hey, I'm enjoying this delicious meal, which I made, and other people like it. Well, we're winning here. Uh, one of the issues that we had this year was... Um, not a not a blame culture kind of thing, not a blame in any way. I wasn't clear when I asked for cooking instructions to be left out, uh, to be set out in a particular way. I obviously wasn't clear about how I needed or wanted them set out. Caused a little bit of stress slash drama. 
Um, I had certain things like I needed to get um, a run and a workout done, so I was up late. I needed to get the dog walked, so I was up early. Um, terrible combination, I'm sure you can agree. Uh, I've got meals to cook, got presents to make sure the children are getting their presents open. Make sure the dog gets his present presents. Uh, make sure the cats get their presents, etc., etc. Um, so it was, it was a very, very stressful time. Uh, something I will come on to uh, shortly. Um, and. Christmas, going going back a step, Christmas Eve, um, I hate Christmas Eve, I've always hated Christmas Eve, I hate it with a passion, it feels like you're just waiting, which ultimately you are, uh, that has never left me, I hate Christmas Eve as an adult, I hated it a lot as a child, uh, so I like to cram a load of stuff in to Christmas Eve, not everybody feels the same way, which I have to realise, some people like to, you know, savor that time before the madness the chaos and the whatever um so christmas eve we had activities in the morning and then i was like um oh you know i want i want all of the children to do an activity in the afternoon um so i was like why don't why don't i take the the girls swimming while my son sleeps so we went swimming. And I was like, oh, you know, can you fit us in? And they were like, yeah, I think, I think we can get you in. I think, I think we might be able to squeeze you in. Uh, so we went and got in the swimming pool, and there was us and another family. That was it. Um, so I was like, cool. And I am a particular way when we go swimming. I think I've spoken about this before. Um, I want people to swim when we go swimming. Uh, apparently that's not also not the way to do things. Um, so I was like, hey, it's Christmas Eve. It's an hour and a half of not having to stress about anything. For me, let's just relax. So I took all of the stuff that I normally do when we're swimming, threw all that out the window, and I was like, let's just... Let's just enjoy it. If you wanna, if you guys wanna stay in the shallow end and just mess around, do that. I, I'm fine. I just do that. So we were playing games. We were trying to who can hold their breath longest, who can win this race. Um, the um, the middle two wanted to jump in. Um, me and my eldest were trying to do different. Um, Different strokes, not the TV show. Um, trying different different strokes in the pool, different things. Sculling, um, and I realised for that hour and a half where I was like, "Let's just chill out, relax." There's nothing that can be done at this point in time other than swimming and having a bit of fun. That was the first point of the entire time, the entire process, the entire month of December 
that I actually enjoyed. We laughed, we played games. At one point, the other family that were in the pool left, so we had the entire pool to ourselves. Um, and it was a really nice time. On the flip side, it also highlighted how I needed to be in a situation where I was away from my phone, away from the house, away from presents that needed wrapping. I know it was Christmas Eve and everything was done by then, but you get what I mean. You know, veg that needed chopping, you know, that kind of thing. I was away from absolutely everything to actually be able to enjoy something. Um, so that kind of highlighted some stuff for me as well. Again, I'll come back to that in a bit. Um, and it was, it, it, version is it was a really nice time. Um, something that I've not written down on my list, but, um, something that I've been sort of, I think it was yesterday I was walking the dog. Um I got a little I got a little bit emotional. I'll tell you why. Um was running through in my head people who aren't here anymore. People who aren't with us anymore. Um people who over the course of my life aren't here anymore. Um, as far as like swimming's concerned, swimming always makes me think of my granddad, um, because that was something that my granddad always used to take me and my sister to do. We went to stay. Uh, I connect swimming with my granddad a lot, um, and obviously it's one of those things. And my granddad's one of the people that's on the list of people who aren't here, aren't here anymore. Um, so, just running through like people people that aren't here, like were aren't here this New Year's that were last sort of thing, things like that. Um, and you know, not gonna lie, it made me it made me a little bit emotional, it made me think about things like that. Um, and you know, is part of keeping people's memories alive times like that pretty sure it's the i've never sat down and watched it but the the girls have watched it a couple of times i'm pretty sure it's the principle of the story of the film coco um keeping people's memories alive keeps them alive in the afterlife i think i've never seen it um so yeah Going back to the the stresses and the strains of Christmas, managed to get through the meal, uh, like the the cooking of the meal. Managed to serve what I believe was as close to hot food as possible. Sat down, ate. Everybody seemed to enjoy it. Um, got you know a few people had seconds, which is always a good sign, and that was that. Um, I made, I made coffee after the meal, 
Um, which makes you know, it's one of those. It makes me chuckle because there was a year where I had all these very nice coffees from all around the world um, that I'd got as like a like a gift set. Oh, I'll try a coffee from you know Colombia and Jamaica and Guatemala and you know that sort of thing. So I'd made these coffees uh, and and nearly um, yeah. Uh, Leanne's mum nearly ended up having some sort of like medical emergency from these coffees. Um, so yeah, you know, when it comes to coffee on Christmas Day, I always think of that. So I made some coffees um, and Leanne's like, oh, are you going to do like uh, frothy coffee? I was like, oh yeah, that's a good idea. And I got all my bits out and got my jug and my milk frother and all that. And I did these frothy coffees. Served the coffee. And then it was like I'd been hit by a truck. Because ultimately, that was it. That was the end. The 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 presents had been delivered by Father Christmas and were well underway of being opened. The meal had been cooked, eaten, and was well on its way to being digested. That was it. And there was a point where I had to say, I am really sorry, but I just need to sit down, take a minute and drink this cup of coffee. Because I on, I, th- I thought, I th- thought, well, no, I felt like a truck had come through the wall and hit me full on. It was, I mean, it's not, it's not difficult to see that, like I say, all the stresses and the strains and the whatever... Um, once you reach that point and you don't have that anymore, that your body is just going to go... It's like breathing a big sigh of relief at the same time as just going, oh, my God, and your body just shutting down. Obviously, you are trying to digest the biggest meal of the year, so there is that as well. Um... Had a, uh, had a had like these these few days. Um, as each day passed, I got more and more relaxed, more and more um, rested, I guess, and rested up. You know, a bit more rest here and there. Uh, there was a point where my phone told me that I'd actually achieved my sleep goal. Which I was like, oh, that's cool. And I was like, yeah, last night you slept for five hours and 47 minutes. I was like, that doesn't seem like all that good. I was like, well, you slept better than the night before. The night before you slept for three hours and 47 minutes. And I was like, oh. And then it said, yes, that has also been your average sleep this week. And I'm like... Something is seriously wrong here. I'm going to have to do something about the sleeping. Um, so, you know, it's things like that that are highlighted, like, I suppose, the stresses and the strains of the, the time of year. Uh, one of the things that I did was on Wednesday, uh, me and my middle daughter went uh, climbing together. Um, my eldest seems to have this thing where she uh, doesn't want to climb with me. Um, and I'm like, well, 
fine. I have many other children. I will take uh, one of those. Who wants to come climbing with Daddy? Um, and you know, I can always I can always find a find a taker. Um, something that is, that is amused. <laughs> that is amused. I don't know if I said this uh, last week or whatever. Um, joking. I don't know if I was joking with my eldest or joking with Leanna. I was, I was joking and saying like, oh, you know, because because uh, my eldest doesn't doesn't want to spend time with me. And a little voice from the dining room could be heard going, "I want to spend time with you." Um. And I was like, ah, oh, bless. So me and my middle daughter went climbing. Did a... It was like a couple of hours in the end. Um, just me and her. There was no one no one else. No other climbers. Um, obviously, there was other climbers there. But just, just me and her from our family and close personal friends. Um, she did very well. She was very successful. She had... Five routes that she could look at doing. She achieved four of the five and achieved where she'd wanted to get to on the fifth, second to last hold, um, in the time that we were there. She'd also climbed a couple of routes the next level up, not to completion, but had certainly started and got further than um, than we'd sort of discussed. It was very good. Um, I started messing around with uh, an overhang, which I never thought I'd see the day when that was a thing, and uh, got further than I think we can all agree anyone would have thought, which is just weird. Um, by that point, I was like fully in like rest and relaxation mode, so it was an- another nice time. I felt a bit sorry. Felt a bit sorry for my middle daughter because there was a point where she hadn't been able to do something and she apologised to me. And I was like, you don't need to apologise to me, darling. It's it's your climbing. You do what you need to do or don't do what you need to do. It's, it's all down to you. Um, But then there was this realisation that the confidence was maybe not there and we addressed the issue. She basically convinced herself she couldn't do something that she absolutely could. Um, so we had a conversation about it, and then she went back and did it. Simple as that. Um, so, what am I getting at? What are, what is the what is the hidden message here? Hidden message here is simple. I believe. That it's time to reinvent Christmas. That's right. Honestly, I, I'm, I'm, I think I'm over it. Isn't it supposed to be fun? Isn't it supposed to be enjoyable? Isn't it supposed to be a nice time? Isn't it supposed to be the highlight of the year? Ask yourself this question. When was the last Christmas you enjoyed? When was the last Christmas that wasn't stressful? I've got friends. 
who are determined to not be stressed out in the month of December. They're determined to not be wrapping presents on Christmas Eve. Determined to have bought the right gift for the right person. So they're also the same people that are like, I've done all my Christmas shopping and everything's wrapped. And you're going, it's October. Yeah, I started in July. Uh, uh, okay. Yeah, I buy something for somebody. I take it home. I wrap it in Christmas paper. And that's that person done. And honestly, I am I am envious of them because they get to December and it's all mulled wine and uh, feet up waiting for the big day. Christmas movie every night. Honestly, it shouldn't be as stressful as it is. It shouldn't be just... It feels like you'd basically taken a frying pan and hitting yourself in the face. All day, every day... For six weeks, solid. And then you get to the day, and your body just shuts down. You're like, yeah, I can't do this anymore, and that's the end of it. Every single aspect is just stressful. So I've decided I'm going to reinvent Christmas. Next year, I'm going to tell my children this, in a, in a couple of months... I'm going to get my middle daughter's birthday out of the way, which I'm already on with. I'm already buying presents. I've already sorted a party out. I need to sort some party bags. And I need to sort a cake. I've got two weeks to do it. Um, but that's where I'm at now. It's New Year's Day. I'm already on to the next thing. Birthday, party, etc. Once I get through that, straight into my youngest daughter's. Exactly the same. Once I get those out of the way, I've got a little bit of a gap. And in that gap, I'm going to basically sit my children down and say, here's the thing. Next Christmas is going to be different. It's not going to be stressful. It's not going to be stresses and strains. It's going to be an enjoyable and fun time. And then I'm going to tell them what that actually looks like. And I can guarantee no, no one's going to be a fan. Time to make a change, people. Um, lastly, it's the time of year for just you know going going off the rails. Let's face it. Um, I did the thing that I usually do, which is get to Christmas, uh, weigh myself, and see what the damage is. And um, I was at one of the lowest weights I've been this year. What that interpreted to in my brain was, it's now time to eat everything. As it was, like I say, things got a little out of hand. Things got a little off the rails for one week. And I think, I think we can all agree it is what it is, it's the way it goes, etc, etc, etc. But, um, one thing 
I do notice. It's a little thing that I notice, but it is something. Um, when I eat a little bit more, I do find it easier to do certain things. If I go in the gym and I've eaten a little bit more, I find it easier to work out. And if I've eaten a little bit more and I go climbing, I find it a little bit easier to climb. This is not the first time this has happened. Um, it's one of those things that need to try and find a combination of eating more, but not like, you know, mince pies, Christmas cake and um, chocolate, basically. So, uh, yeah, that's my new goal. Eat more, but make the more of the eating good stuff to make working out, running, climbing easier. That's If you want to hear a New Year's resolution, it's probably that. Um, there you go, that's, that's the week between Christmas and New Year. Uh, done and dusted unfortunately that is not the end of the podcast and now we get into the real the real reason we're here ladies and gents the real reason we're here is to go through all of the stuff that i got for christmas no not quite we're just going to talk about lots of tv lots of movies and lots of computer games so grab a drink strap in because it's a lot in fact i'm gonna have a drink there we go i'm having some juice Mm. delicious okay let's talk tv uh i've watched quite a bit of tv oh dear i watched quite a bit of tv recently um comes with having more time i guess I started series five of Car Masters Rust to Riches. It's another one of these car shows that I like where they take an old car and they transform it into a weird and wacky and wonderful new car. Um, however, I did say series five. And these programs do fall into the reality TV show market, unfortunately for me. At the end of Series 4, there was this whole, uh, you know, we're a business, but I'm, I'm bringing on another guy, and this guy's job is to purely push this business and, and make it. We're going to get some big clients, and we're going to get big money clients. Honestly... I would like one of these programs to ignore the reality TV rules and just do it properly. I was saying, I was saying to Leon when I was complaining about it, I was saying, I can tell you every single car that's not going to start... I can tell you every single car that's going to have a problem on its test drive. I can tell you every single car that's not going to sell the way it's supposed to. And I can tell you every single deal that's going to fall through. I can tell you every single 
missing piece, broken engine, broken part before it happens. Because it's set up that way. The problem being is it's either one thing or another. Either these guys are not very good at their job. Okay, we can we can deal with that, we can handle that, we can move on from that. Or these guys are good at their job, yet that doesn't make good TV. Why don't we have the middle ground? The middle ground is, I just want to see what the car looks like when you take it from a, a heap of rust and turn it into something pretty. Can we do that? Um, what I will say is, it, it centers around the um, around Gotham Garage and Gotham Garage. Of all the ones I watched, they lean a little more towards the, I would say, gothic kind of way of doing things, uh, the gothic style. Um, the guy that owns the place is, I suppose in a lot of ways, he might be considered a visionary, an artist, all those sorts of things. Ultimately, what that actually translates to is has terrible ideas of ways to make cars that could quite easily look nice not look as good honestly the most infuriating thing about this program is where there's like oh i'm just going to do this one last thing to this car that looks fine now but is going to look shit in about five minutes time and you're like why did you do that why would you do that that seems like a terrible idea oh and what a surprise nobody wants to buy it now i wonder why honestly the the reality tv show aspect of this program has gone way off the scale at this point Almost getting into the, the category of I don't think I can watch it anymore. Um, it's just... It's just annoying. It's not entertaining. Uh, that's that's the issue. It's not entertaining. It's not fun. It's not what you want to see, what you want to do, what you want to watch. I have watched the first three episodes... Um, I will say this, I kind of watch those episodes, those episodes back to back. Um, I have a tendency to put one of these series on and just watch the whole thing. That's more often than not the way I do these things. What I will say is this, I haven't watched any more since a certain point in time. I don't know if that's maybe... The way I was feeling when I was watching it. Whether it's a thing that I haven't had any time. Not entirely sure. Uh, me and Leanne started series two of Reacher. Uh, I really enjoyed series one. Uh, I watched it again because me and Leanne watched it together because she hadn't seen it. Um, when I watched it originally um, and she seemed to enjoy it so series 2 has started 
I think there's about four episodes available currently. So we were like, well, at the rate we watch things, it doesn't matter that not all the episodes are available. So let's get it started. Um, I seem to be saying this a lot recently. I'm not sure if it's just... It's, I don't know if it's a me thing, seeing a little bit too much of one thing in everything. <coughs> or if it's just the way things are being done at the moment. But... This series already feels like a story that's been told many times before. Um, the whole... A team of special operators are being, you know, taken out left, right, and centre kind of deal. And it's a bit like, have we not, have we not done this storyline a fair few times in a lot of other series? Um, but you know, whatever. Uh, one thing I will say is this. Uh, I believe the or one of the bad guys in this series who has already been in it um, is Robert Patrick. Robert Patrick of Terminator 2 fame. He was also in um, I was going to say Preacher, but it wasn't. I've got Reacher on the brain, and I'm saying Preacher. No. Um, oh, you son of a gun! What the hell was that program called? Peacemaker. Uh, yeah, he was a bad guy in Peacemaker, and I believe he's a bad guy in this. Uh, somebody phones him up and says, oh, um, the, the man, Reacher, and the woman that he's with both checked into a hotel uh, under assumed names. She's checked into the hotel as Sarah Connor, and I went, huh. Um, and he's checked in uh, under another name, and they were like, um, who, who are these names? And, and Robert Patrick says, oh, well, the guy's checked in under a, a name of a famous baseball player. And he's like, all oh, right, okay. Uh, what about the woman? Who's Sarah Connor? Robert Patrick goes, I don't care who Sarah Connor is. And I went, that is hilarious. Um, so, you know, a good little in-joke in the first episode of the series made me chuckle. Um, I've also watched episode four of Obliterated, the um, the Netflix show about, again, a, a team of special forces people who did a job, saved the world, saved Las Vegas from a nuclear bomb, got absolutely obliterated on drinking drugs and then found out that they hadn't got the, uh, the actual bomb. It was a fake and they now have to try and track down the proper bomb whilst out of their mind on drinking drugs episode four so we're a few episodes in i think there's only eight um so halfway for ladies um it's weird because the problem you've got is you're four episodes in which in in TV terms feels like a long time, but in the terms of the show, it could be four hours. Which <coughs> would track. Sorry, bless me. Which would track. Um, 
But you're like, oh, in the first episode of the program, they all got obliterated on drink and drugs. To say that they're still suffering the effects four hours later is absolutely possible. But in those four hours of TV, a lot of stuff has happened. There's been many shootouts. There's been, like, prisoner interrogation. uh, A helicopter crash. They've been through multiple different vehicles. There was a point in time where they got stranded in the desert. And uh, um, Laurie Petty was in it. And I'm like, I'm I'm getting a Tank Girl vibe here. Um, so it's this weird kind of separation of if you've done a load of drink and drugs four hours later you're still going to be feeling the effects in tv watching terms it's a bit of a leap of faith to be still believing that side of things however in the sense of it's only four hours later it's still super believable um, they've also done in the episode I just watched in episode 4 they've done this thing where one of the characters was hallucinating absolutely everything they'd done and you're like alright okay they hallucinated everything but then they did that they didn't hallucinate everything though did they it's like well then which bit of it was real you know that kind of thing um, it's still fun it's still enjoyable I'm still going to watch more of it um so that's good. Um, let's talk movies. Two new movies, and then I want to have a conversation about another film. Um, I was saying that there was a film that all of my children wanted to see, and then I realised that only some of, and I mean one of my children, could actually watch. Which was the film Blue Beetle. Me and Melody sat down to watch Blue Beetle. uh, Christmas Day night. Um, What I mean by that is. The film went on. And I was in and out of the room. A fair bit. So I missed bits. Um. So I don't feel like I can review. I can't give you a one hundred percent review. I can give you a ninety-two percent review. Shortest review I can give you of Blue Beetle is: there's not enough Blue Beetle in the film. If you have seen the trailer for Blue Beetle, I can tell you this much: you have seen. All the Blue Beetle stuff. That is not that much of a joke. I am almost deadly serious. Um, Another thing which really stuck out to me was that obviously managed to get a reasonably famous um, comedian play one of the roles which is fine nobody's nobody's arguing with that nobody's questioning that nobody's debating that side of things they then lent super heavy on that fact that person was in i'm gonna say every scene of the film 
they were almost more of a main character than the guy playing Blue Beetle, and in fact, Blue Beetle. And as the film wore on, it became a bit much. And then it just kept kept going like that, and I was just like, this this is not this is not it. Flip side, it was fine. It was fine. Kind of a DC's answer to Iron Man kind of situation. Which, part of me wants to just leave that statement as it is. Um, it, it was fine. I will say this. I do feel like I need to watch it again. And I mentioned it to Leanne, and I was like, maybe you want to watch it, in the sense of that kind of forced me to watch it again. And she was like, yeah, but then I've basically given her the review I've just given you. So I think she's a little less <laughs> a little less inclined to watch it. Um, maybe I shouldn't tell people reviews of things, you know, like on a podcast. Um Me and my eldest watched Infinity War. Um, this is one of those things I said earlier that I was I got a little emotional yesterday. Talking about this will make me emotional. Uh, me and my eldest watched Infinity War, and it meant a, a great deal to me. I once watched Infinity War three times in a week. And it was a very specific week in my life. It was one of the most difficult weeks of my life. And the only way I could get through it was to do the mind version of comfort food. And to me at that time, it was watching Infinity War. Um, and then there was something really bad that happened in my life. Um a few years later um, and all of those films were a part of that and there's this aspect of I always say to people Infinity War is kind of the last the last point in time that the Marvel films were good um, it's it's downhill from there. Obviously, we've got to get through two films and then we've got the just abysmal uh, endgame to get through. But it was this huge thing. It was this massive thing for me that me and Mel just sat and watched Infinity War together. And I was going to say this to her. But I, as with as we're talking to you people now, you people, um, I didn't want to go into too much detail. I didn't want to break it down too much for us. So I ended up saying nothing. <laughs> and now I'm like, it, it feels like there's something unsaid there. Um, and I said to her before, and I was like, oh, I'm really glad that we're going to watch this. Um, and I was like, it'll make me emotional. And she was like, eh? I was like, oh, no, not the film. A, a, a different reason. Um, me and Leon watched Dungeons and Dragons, which I don't think is the full name of that film. Oh, 
Is it honour amongst thieves? That rings a bell. Uh, I bought Leanne Dungeons and Dragons for Christmas. Weirdly, bought it digitally, paid a lot of money for it. And yeah, it was half price just before Christmas. I may have mentioned. Oh, Jesus. So. Bought Dungeons and Dragons. I was like, here you go, I got your Dungeons and Dragons. She's wanted to see it for ages. I was like, I'll just get it. Job done. Christmas present. Boom. So. There was a point in time when we were going to watch a movie. I said, what film do you want to watch? Is he, uh, she said, what film do you want to watch? And I said, that's not the question. Why don't we watch Dungeons and Dragons? So that's what we did. And early on in the film, I was like, I don't think I want to watch this. Now I think about it. I think I've realised that I don't want to watch this. And that was a problem, because I knew that the film was 2 hours 20 minutes, and I was like, oh, this one's going to gonna be a bit of a slog. Um, upside, and very much an upside for this film, it's got a really good cast. Chris Pine, Michelle Rodriguez, um, Hugh Grant, doing this, he's in like his resurging resurgence of his career where he's playing all these weird and wacky parts this was another weird and wacky part for him he does seem to be in a lot of stuff i'm watching these days um who else yeah there was just a load of a load of young other than that there was a load of young people that i didn't recognize um and i was a bit like Is this for me? Is this the film for me? And we got 10, 20 minutes in, and I was like, this isn't actually all that bad. I wasn't expecting a bad film. I was expecting a film that might not have been for me. I think that's fair. That's okay to say. Sometimes there's just films out there that just aren't for you. And I wondered if this was going to be one of those. As it was, turns out, it was fine. I actually enjoyed it. It was a good watch. It was an easy watch. Um, good balance of comedy and action, which I thought, you know, you're basically on a winner there. Um, everybody that was in it was very good. It's one of those things like when you've got like Michelle Rodriguez... When she pops up in anything other than a Fast and the Furious movie, you're like, do you know how to act in other things? And then she goes and proves that she does. Oh, one thing, one thing that was super funny. Um, there's a point where a character goes uh, goes goes home, uh, and they bump in, they see their their ex uh, and their ex was played by Bradley Cooper he was in it for literally two minutes if that hilarious um, so yeah good balance of comedy um, I was about to say comedy and humour comedy and action good balance of comedy and action um, it was a solid 7 out of 10 movie 
It's exactly what you want for a Saturday night. I don't know that we watched on Saturday night, but it was absolutely what you want for a Saturday night. I think we did watch on Saturday night. Um, so yeah, I, I said I asked I said to Lana, I was like, what do you think? She was, she basically said pretty much the same as me, and I said the important thing is, will you watch it again? And she said, yeah, I think so. And that made it all worthwhile. Right, let's talk computer games. Now, there's one thing I will say. I haven't played on the PlayStation for weeks at this point. I had a little bit of a falling out with the PlayStation. Not the PlayStation as a machine or a concept. I had a little bit of a falling out with a series of games in a very short space of time. I had, I had this pile of games that I bought a while back. Um, and once I'd finished playing Spider-Man, I was like, I should go and play these games. And then I started playing these games and they just were all kinds of wrong. I played that um, Ghostwire game. And when it popped up at the start saying it was made uh, released by Bethesda, I was like, oh God, it's going to be terrible. And they managed to find a way to make a first person not a first-person shooter, but a first-person game. Control like you're trying to drive a tank through a wall. Um, I put Forspoken on, which is a game that I'd wanted to play for a while, but it had, had such bad reviews. I was a bit like, I'll give it a whirl. A, very much get, a game that was very much in the camp of, well, you can see what the reviews were going on about. And uh, I got the latest 2K23, the golf game. But ultimately, it's golf. Um, so then I was like, I'm just giving you a bit of backstory anyway. So then I'm like, I'll play Spider-Man 2 New Game Plus. Oh, that's not a thing. Don't come out till next year. What do you mean it doesn't come out till next year what even is that so there was that then there was like oh there's a free uh, DLC for God of War like oh, okay that might make me play God of War because God of War the second one Ragnarok because uh, honestly there's literally nothing that's made me go back to that game uh, it's like oh yeah there's DLC it's free it's like yes yeah, it's like a roguelike. I was like, I'm sorry, what? Yeah, yeah, like a roguelike thing. I was like, oh, oh I'm, I'm, I'm good, thanks. And that's where I got to. Now, I'd asked for a couple of games for the PlayStation for Christmas, but this all happened before Christmas. So I got to a point where I was like, do you know something? There is really nothing that is drawing me to the PlayStation right now. On the other side of the cards, on the other side of the coin, on the other side of the table, whichever way you want to put it, I was having a lot of fun in VR. So, I've got no PlayStation games to talk about. However, this is not the end. I have installed two brand spanking new games on the PlayStation. So what I now need to do is find the time to play them. The first one is Diablo 4, and the second one is Baldur's Gate 3, which ties into Dungeons & Dragons movie, because they mentioned Baldur's Gate very early on. So, 
In theory, further down the line, there will be conversations about PlayStation games, just not at the moment. Now that I've got that out of the way, uh, this is going to sound... <sighs> There's no other way to say it, so I just have to say it. I treated myself and the family, that's the key bit, to a game... Before Christmas. It's a very long story. And the shortest version is this. Uh, there was a game where you can drum. On the VR. And I was going to buy it. For the family. I was like. Looks cool. Sounds cool. Blah 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 blah. In the process of looking into it. Another game popped up. And it was like. Hey. You're looking for a drumming game. Because there's this other game. It's basically. Guitar Hero. But just the drums. In VR. A, it's in the sale, so you can get it cheaper than the one you're looking at. And B, there are these three packs. Punk rock, uh, pack rock from the 70s, rock from the 80s. Here's a list of songs from those packs. And I went, they all sound great. So I bought uh, a game called Smash Drums for, it was like less than a tenner. And then I bought each of the packs, which were a fiver each. That was that. I think it was like Christmas morning. I was saying to everybody, hey, I bought a game for the VR. We should all play. As it was later in the day, I'm like, hey, let's do the drumming thing, which we did. Couple of things. Number one, I'm pretty sure when I did the setup at the start of the game, it set the game up to be my eldest daughter's height. I don't know what you're thinking. It's a drumming game. How is that a problem? It's a problem when it sets the drums two foot lower than you want them to be. So I need to go back and look at the settings for it. Number two. I play games on easy. We all know this. We all accept it. I'm going to play a drumming game on easy until I get the hang of it. Even on easy. Even doing it on what's supposed to be the easiest setting of the settings they've got. Where uh, you can have the full drum kit or you can have the drums coming at you. Or whatever. Setting it so that you can't fail. Setting all of the bells and whistles to make it as as easy as possible oh my days that's a workout because it's it's all just drums so it's all just arms and your your arms are going like the clappers on the easiest setting Seems a little strange, seems a little weird, but it is what it is. I need to look at the settings. I thought I was going to pass out playing it at one point. Because obviously you get into a song. song's like three to five minutes long. And that is you. You're locked in. Pouring sweat out of my eyes at one point. Which was fun. Like I say, I need to go back. I need to look at the settings. Uh, Land's played it a fair bit. She was like, the drums are set at the wrong height. There's something wrong. I was like, I know. 
I need to look at the settings. Let's talk about games I got for Christmas and have played. Uh, three games. One played and finished. Two played and hmm. Three played, currently playing. Not right now, talking to you guys. First game on the docket is the game that I was super excited about. Arizona Sunshine 2, people. You guys know I love Arizona Sunshine. It is one of my favourite games. It is one of my favourite VR games. It is just for me, I'm going to say it, it's a perfect game. If you like zombie games, if you like shooters, etc, etc. The comedy narration just takes it from from a 9, turns it all the way up to 11. Okay? I have played Arizona Sunshine possibly more than I've played any game. I've played it so many times. So when somebody said, hey, guess what? Arizona Sunshine 2 comes out early December. Get that bad boy pre-ordered. My answer was, I absolutely will. So come the day it was released, it then did the whole, it's no longer a pre-order. It took the money from my bank and gave me access to the game. I then waited the best part of three weeks to officially install that game on Christmas Eve so that it would be ready Christmas Day. And I started playing it Christmas Day. I have played a lot and finished Arizona Sunshine 2. Let's talk about the bad stuff because honestly, as far as the good stuff is concerned, you probably going to be surprised with what I'm about to say. Anyway, let's talk about the bad stuff. The bad stuff is this. There is a crafting component to this game. You can pick stuff up in the world, which you couldn't do in the first one, take them to a crafting station and craft stuff. Ultimately, just different types of explosives. And 50% of the time that you craft an explosive, it is literally because you need to blow a hole in a wall. Two seconds later. You can carry additional things, but more often than not, I was carrying a melee weapon, which also wasn't in the first one. This one allows you to have melee weapons. Cool, great, and groovy. I'd have really liked if they'd have taken the crafting one step further and allowed for crafting of, like, weapon upgrades. Now, I will say this. This game uh, does a thing twice, three times maybe, where you lose all your weapons. Uh, one other thing that it does add to the game, this isn't a spoiler, I don't believe, but uh, you get a friend. No, not Freddy. You get a dog, and the dog is called Buddy. And Buddy becomes um, an integral part of the game. Which has its ups and downs. That's not true. The whole dog aspect is done really well, and it's, it's really good. Um, yeah, I'd like to have crafted some weapon upgrades. I know you lose your weapons a few times, or 
some upgrades for you as a as a character all that's missing you can literally make a hand grenade a molotov a different type of hand grenade that kind of thing another downside and this is one of those i guess this is just the way games are these days super glitchy um on one occasion it did kick me out of the game completely uh, another thing is when it's loading between levels, uh, it can make you think it's crashed by dropping out of like the game screen into the, um, I don't know what you call it, mixed reality, the camera, but where you can see your room. Um, and, and as I say, and one time it did actually kick me out of the game. Did another thing at one point in time where I had the Oculus button no longer worked so couldn't get out to the oculus menu in the end just had to turn the whole thing off picking stuff up really really glitchy um and a few like zombies stuck in walls zombies stuck in doors you can't shoot the zombie through the wall but the zombie can grab you it's a brand new game I'm sure it will get many, many, many patches for many, many years to come. But playing it as a new game, it was a bit like, oof, that's pretty bad. Um, on the other side of things, it's great. It's fantastic. New and different weapons in the game compared to uh, Arizona Sunshine 1. Um, great shotgun anytime you add a shotgun into a zombie game winner um, just wandering around with a desert eagle as your, like, your main firearm uh, oh actually there was one other thing it would have been nice to carry two bigger guns you can only carry one and it was just a bit of an annoyance because you'd have to miss out on like you could carry a machine gun and a shotgun. You can give guns to the dog to carry. But again, you couldn't give the dog big guns. You could just give like um, handguns or like little hand uh, machine gun type things. Um, revolvers were kind of cool. I spent a lot of the game with a revolver. Um... Another game I got for Christmas. All of this is VR. I think I've probably covered that. Another game I got was uh, Sniper Elite VR. I love the Sniper Elite games. Um, until Sniper Contracts, I was just totally all on, on board for the Sniper Elite series. I have played nearly all of them at this point in time. I've even played the second one. Because I got managed to get a remastered version of it. Um, so, bearing that in mind, I'm like, well, in VR, it's going to be even better. I did read some reviews about the game that said some not kind things. It's reasonably well reviewed, but not quite as high as you'd maybe want it to be. So I was aware of that. Um, I did the first mission. Failed the first mission a couple of times. I was a bit like, hmm. Then you go into a training level. I was a bit like, 
Should we not have had the training level first? Anyway, the first mission was a bit of a training level anyway. Then you go into like more of a shooting range kind of thing. Basically, here's how you use all the guns. Great. Again, should that have maybe come before the first level? Who knows? Then it puts you into the first level. And the first level is you are in a tower defending your compadres who are down on the ground. So, pick your sniper rifle. I'll have this one, please. Chopped them. Uh, there's some grenades in here. Okay, well, the people are down on the ground. I can throw a grenade, but by the time it's got to the bad guys, the Germans, uh, they've moved. So it's kind of redundant. Okay, well, we've got some uh, rocket launchers, and now we're talking. Um, so I'm doing the first mission, and I get through the first checkpoint. I'm like, cool. I'm still in the tower. I get through the second checkpoint. I'm like, cool. Gives you the opportunity to save between checkpoints. I'm like, okay, I'm getting the hang of this. Third checkpoint comes up. I'm like, yes. And then it comes up and is like, oh, uh, you got overrun. Mission failed. Like, okay. Let's try that one again. So, uh, get through, uh, get through the third checkpoint straight away, because you don't have to go back because it's a checkpoint. Uh, and then the 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 German, the Nazis are coming. Shoot this one. Shoot that one. Use an explosive. Use rocket launcher. Uh, oh, you got overrun. Mission failed. I was like, how exactly is this happening? What am I not doing right? Did it again, same result. Did it again, same result. Tried to change tactics. Looking from a different place, hiding more. Same result. You got overrun, mission failed. Now, some of the mechanics for the game are really difficult to negotiate so you have a sniper rifle you lift it up with two hands bring the controllers towards the the actual quest so that you're looking down the sights if that sight isn't lined up perfectly you can end up in a situation where half the screen's black and you're still trying to aim or what's super helpful all the screens black because the site isn't lined up properly now just like the drumming game i need to go back to the settings because i know it said that there are a variety of different settings that you can change to help with things like aiming short version is if there's a a, a setting that's going to help me get that site lined up a bit better might have to put that one on so Shortest version is, I kept failing the mission, and in the end had to say, well, that's kind of that, really, and leave it there. I have since watched a video, uh, like a video walkthrough on YouTube, and I may have an idea of what's going wrong. Uh, I'm in a tower, and I haven't taken into account that there are two exposed sides. Now, I will say this, I have been over the other side and eliminated a couple of people in a building over the way, 
that didn't seem to make a difference. What I'm noticing is that there are guys getting in on the ground floor of the tower, and I don't seem to be able to stop that from happening. Another thing the video outlined was a different way of holding the rifle and a different way of reloading. So I need to give that a try, basically for speed. So that's that. Finally, the game I am playing at the moment. The game I am playing at the moment is Resident Evil 4 VR. On the plus side, Resident Evil 4. Boom. On the downside, it's not the remake version. It's the original Resident Evil. Uh, on another downside, apparently, if you own Resident Evil 4 for the PlayStation and you have PlayStation VR, uh, Resident Evil 4 Remake, you can have the VR version of the remake. It's a little bit annoying. Um, it'd be nice if it was the remake. So... Big plus. Right at the start of the game, you set out to head towards the village. We all know this. We've all played it. Uh, something that I was like, that's cool. You've got your handgun, which looks massive in your hand. But they've also given you the shotgun from the very start of the game. I was like, that's cool. Like I said before, zombie game plus shotgun equals awesome. Um, so away you go. Has a little bit of the same sort of problems that Arizona Sunshine 2 has. I don't understand why, but at points it's difficult to pick stuff up. It uses a weird system where you basically have to be over the top of the item you want to pick up. Which in a VR, VR perspective, that's not the right word, but from a VR point of view that's kind of difficult to do to be right over the top of something and pick it up also it will put stuff outside of your boundary so you'll reach for it and it'll be like oh you need to reach further and you're like but i can't like i'll put something on a table like a box of ammo on a table okay well the, the table it's on is too long for me to be able to reach so how am I supposed to get the ammo? It's this very strange method of picking stuff up. Um, something else that's that's another one of those. I am playing it on the easiest setting. No surprises there. I am playing in um, the fully immersive, so not the full comfort version, because I don't get uh, touch wood. Sort of thing. I don't get the motion sickness side of things, so I'm playing it like that. It is more difficult than the standard game quite hard in places especially boss fights boss fights have been kicking my ass uh there was a point last night in fact where i was uh, fighting um salazar if anyone knows the game they'll know what i mean uh and he was his big monstrous form was kicking the snot out of me and i was like uh, i guess this is where this game ends for me uh, as it was, it wasn't, and I have progressed past that point. I have progressed to what is basically the back end of the game, and for want of a better way of putting it, the, my least favourite part of the game, Resident Evil 4 has this weird section at the back end where it kind of throws the rest of the game out the window, 
put you on this weird island. Seems to be a Resident Evil thing. Resident Evil 7 did it as well. Like, hey, you've spent your entire gameplay in this section. Now we're going to put you in somewhere completely different and change the way the game plays. Um, however, Resident Evil 4 for me as a game, as a concept, all of that is great. I have owned this game so many times on so many different formats. I can't even begin to describe how many copies of this game I've owned. Playing the remake version recently and playing it three and a half times hasn't helped to go back and play the older version, but it, it's it's fine. I am very much enjoying playing it. Touchwood, because I'm still playing it. And I'll give a full review once I've completely finished it. Um, that's that bumper episode of the podcast. Honestly, I knew this one was going to be a big one. I should have probably let you know so you could strap in for it, but it is what it is. Um, that's that. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. And uh, I'll catch you next time. So there we go. What do you think of that? An absolute bumper edition of the Darkest Timeline podcast. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. If you can, if you want to, if you wouldn't mind, before you go, please do consider like, share, subscribe, and comment. Leave a review where you can leave a review. And uh, check out the website. It's thecookiecast.com. Uh, yeah, we've got social media links there and an email button. That way you can get in touch with us. So there we go. That's it for this one. Until next time, I'm going to say bye, and I'll see you then. Thank you for listening to CookieCast. Please make sure to like, share, and subscribe.